Welcome to History Class After Hours. I'm Joseph Barra, and joining me today again is Brian. Hey, Mr. Barra. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. Go Braves. Woo. Sir. Ash is suck. Yeah, yeah. Cheaters. All right. So they were talking about the egg war. It's a war over eggs. Yes, there was a war over eggs. All right. So the egg war was uh, took place in the aftermath of the California Gold Rush, um, and it was instigated... Um, basically, conflict over eggs, hence the name of the egg war. So in Sutter's Mill, 1848, gold is discovered and one of the largest migrations takes place in American history. That is going to be the gold rush. So between the years 1848-1855, some 300,000 people traveled to California and the West looking to make a fortune out of gold. Not all were American. Um, people from just all around the world have heard that there is gold in California, and they are rushing to it. Where was the first gold rush in the United States? Wow. Where was the first gold rush in the U.S.? Do you know? Saying first one was probably, I want to say, not, it was it probably wasn't California, right? Nope, North Carolina. All right. That's why they're called the Charlotte 49ers. Are they the 48ers? Whatever. It doesn't matter. But anyway, after discovery, miners and prospectors flocked to the area and began to set up homes and settlements. The city of San Francisco more than doubled their population from 800 to 20,000. As more people arrived every day, the agricultural sustainability of the area began to suffer and deplete. Uh, San Francisco made it as like a banking center. So gold miners, if they struck gold, they'd go to San Francisco to basically make their money. Uh, due to the massive amounts of 49ers, food prices skyrocketed. Ava Crescenti, author of the book Garibaldi and the Forlorn Egg War, said, It was a protein-hungry town, but there was nothing to eat. Sounds like a serious problem. Yeah, I mean, if you've got <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of people in your city and not any food, yeah, that's an issue. there should be a little conflict. With yes, hungry, hungry normally makes angry. Yeah. Or as the new term is, hangry. Yeah, and all, all right. the hangry revolts <coughs> over the years of history doesn't work out too well. So the miners' favorite food were chicken eggs. Chicken eggs are important for a lot of cooking and just to eat in general because they are high in protein. Um, also, you could hard-boil them and then you could just kind of carry them around. You could pickle them. All sorts of stuff. So the egg was so coveted that one singular egg would sell for a dollar which is the equivalent to $30 today. Wow. That's some, Just one egg? That is some major inflation. Wow. In 1857, the situation was so bad that grocery stores started putting out ads in the local newspaper saying they'd pay a high price for butter and eggs. The scramble for eggs would lead many business starters um, to a small cluster of islands off the coast of San Francisco called the Far Farallon Islands. The islands span 211 acres and are made of granite, from the Earth's shifting core. That makes sense because California is on a... On a fault line. It's on a fault line, so it's constantly shifting. And especially, which is why it always says earthquakes. Yes, especially San Francisco. Yep. Uh, the islands are completely uninhabited uh, to humans. However, the wild nature of the islands are perfect for birds and marine animals because there's no humans there. So it's almost like an animal sanctuary. 
These bad conditions would not stop these new entrepreneurs, though, from looking to get rich off of the millions of eggs that have been laid by all the birds that are on the islands. Each spring, hundreds of thousands of birds would land on the island and lay eggs. The islands are built like jagged cliffs, and the birds would nest within those cliffs, which made it really difficult to actually get the eggs, also extremely dangerous because you had to scale the cliffs, and if you fell off the cliff, you are probably falling in the ocean, hitting your head on some rocks on the way down, and then drowning. Yeah, uh, not too, dangerous. not too well. The dangerous game of egg collecting. So one egg collector would say, the whole island is filled with birds. It looks like it has been frosted with white. I don't know how to take that. Yeah. I read that as something like that's so covered in bird poop that it looks white. Yeah. I think he's maybe saying there's a lot of white birds. But anyway, neither here nor there. So the first man to attempt to make a profit off of these islands was a man named Doc Robinson. I guess you can call him the Eggman, Cuckoo Cachoo. That's one nickname I guess you can get. As John Lennon may have called him. He is the Eggman, Cuckoo Cachoo. So he and his brother made the 26-mile trip to the island and collected as many eggs as they could. On the way back to uh, the port, they lost half of their shipment, but still managed to make a profit of over $3,000, which equates to about $105,000 today. They promised each other never to return to the islands, but their fame had spread and people had learned quickly, there's a lot of eggs on this island and there's a lot of money to be made. You also got to realize most of the people that are in San Francisco area at this point are trying to find money because they're yeah. there for the gold rush. So they're trying to make it rich quick. So virtually overnight, the islands were crawling with what locals would call eggers. Gathering these eggs was not easy task, but the eggers still persisted. The cliffs were steep and slippery. The men had to fend off the attacking birds and would risk falling to their death. The report was published that, um, that stated a certain egger was climbing using a crampon, which are shoes meant for hiking with spikes on the bottom to increase your grip. Um, and he made, he made that he had made with rope and rusted nails. So what he has done is he has his boots He's taken some rope, he's found some rusted nails, he's put the nails through the rope, and he's tied them to his shoes. Okay. They didn't work. He I slipped, fell, and was killed by the rocks below. Yeah, I figure if you're using the rusty <coughs> nail, so yeah. how reliable that's going to be. Ingenuity, though. At least he tried. Yeah. What made these eggs so important and expensive was the fact that um, they, were, they were a lot larger than a typical chicken egg. So the eggs all varied in different sizes and shapes, but the most popular came from a black-billed seabird. The eggs were pear-shaped and had a gray turquoise color. They were larger in size and could be sold for more in the markets. The only thing that worried customers was the appealing color when the egg was fried, or appalling color, because when it was fried, it was like red. Yeah. That'd be weird. You're yeah. crying because the yolk was red. It wasn't yellow. That'd freak you out. Yeah, it looked like the egg was bleeding. Um, this did not, however, stop entrepreneurs as they were able to sell an edible replacement for the chicken eggs that was almost double the size. However, there is going to be a downfall to these eggs. Um, when it would go bad, it would have a fishy aftertaste. Wow. That's, that's not good. That's not that's, that's, fun. That's not what I would hope my egg would taste like, fish. 
So to avoid selling bad eggs, the eggers would smash all stale-looking eggs before their harvest. This didn't, however, affect business, as between the years 1849 and 1896, they shipped and sold 14 million eggs. The eggs quickly became popular among miners, and these island's eggs would sell for a dollar a dozen. One man during the time claims that these eggs uh, was other gold during the gold rush. With the rise of new business ideas and opportunities, the poaching industry grew, and, um, <coughs> and eventually six men are going to sail to the island and declare themselves the rightful owners by the right of possession. They would become what was called the Pacific Egg Company. To make matters worse, the United States topographical engineers allowed Italian fishermen rights to the island as well, as the U.S. idea to build a lighthouse, as well as the U.S. Um, Army Corps of Engineers were planning on building a lighthouse on the island. Wow. All of these would lead to a decade-long conflict as each struggled for control of the islands and their opportunities. Every egging season became violent after these strained relationships. Starting um, in May, naval warfare would break out among the parties and it would soon become known as the Egg War. Not only was there fighting on the island, but boats stocked with eggs would be hijacked or sunk. So you're seeing an increase of piracy around the island too. Because people are starting to realize how valuable the eggs are. So now they're just, they're like, oh, we'll let them do the dangerous work and then we'll just hijack their boat and steal all their eggs. And by naval warfare, it's probably not like navy it's more like just the fishing boats probably. yeah they're like little yeah. rowboats and they just yeah. kind of shoot at each other in san francisco the courts were full of egg related cases that included destruction of property trespassing larceny resisting an officer and some severe cases manslaughter oh wow these brutal conflicts often caused issues for the lighthouse that was on the island Lighthouse crews often wrote the government asking for help and for them to end the idiotic but dangerous fighting the government couldn't grasp the seriousness of the situation, and due to this, many crews would be caught in severe fighting between eggers. Okay. So you got these poor lighthouse workers that are just like, we're just here to make sure the light works, and then you got people, like, killing each other over eggs. Yeah, I can only imagine being the lighthouse worker, having to avoid all these people fighting each other for an egg. I can't imagine having to write the U.S. government and be like, please yeah. help. Yeah, they're like, killing each other over eggs. Help me! I I don't, I need help. <laughs> I'm not scared of the water. I'm scared of these people. Eventually, the fighting turned against the lighthouse keepers. Oh no! Oh jeez! Eggers began tearing up roads and threatened the keepers with death. Oh. However, Ooh. in May of 1860, a violent um, man took control of the islands and declared war on the keepers. Oh. In June. The headlight keeper claimed that they were being forced off the island and one of their keepers had been assaulted. So these people are basically just hijacking the, the lighthouse and the island. They literally just used the island, yeah, from the, the poor lighthouse, lighthouse people. So they're just, do, just they're doing their job. You're just doing your job, keeping the light going, and you're getting war declared on you by a bunch of hungry people and who, they want, and who want money. Yes. It's uh, not good. So in 1863, as tensions reached a breaking point, the fighting turned into a true war. The spring of 1863 saw multiple attempts by the Italian fisherman army under the leadership of David Batchelder. Um, and they were going to be stopped multiple times by the United States Revenue Cutter Service. So this is all going on in 1863, and 
pretty much the government is turning a blind eye to it because they got bigger issues right now. Yeah. What's going on in 1863? Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, they're in the midst of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. You don't and think much like, going on out in the West Coast, California yeah, at this like, point because everything's on the East Coast, but they're, like, they're, they're feeling the backlash of it. These people are killing each other over eggs. And well, the rest of the people are killing each other yeah. over people. Yeah. All right. Um, so the Revenue Cutter Service was the predecessor to the U.S. Coast Guard, and they are going to be kind of put in charge of kind of stopping what was going on there. Batchelder and his men refused to give up their land, and on June 3rd, 1863, planned a land invasion of the islands. The Italian army was met by a group of armed Pacific Egg Company members. They threatened Batchelder. The Italian army was met by a group of armed Pacific Egg Company members. They threatened Batchelder and his men that they would lose if they tried to land. Batchelder responded that they would land in spite of hell. The Italians then spent the night drinking and mocking the men who had actual cannons pointed at the ships. On June 4th, Batchelder and his men attempted to land and were fired upon by the armed egg company. The battle lasted for 20 minutes and ended with one egg company member dead and five Italian fishermen dead as well. Okay, this going, was, going back a little bit to the cutters, mm-hmm. does that have any influence on the upcoming boat that is made, later made the Coast Guard cutter? Yes. Is that where the name comes from? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe originally it was because they cut through ice. Yes. Um, This is enough to capture the attention of the U.S. government, who decided now to step in. Like I said, 1863, midst of the Civil War, and now they got to be like, all right, now we got to take care of this stupid stuff. Uh, They didn't ban the practice of egging. Instead, they gave monopoly permission to the Pacific Egg Company. The egg company was paying taxes to the government in return. The egg company now had full access to all parts of the island and took as many eggs as they could. In the process, they completely destroyed the ecosystem and birds uh, were migrating to new locations because they got smart. They're not like the dodo bird. Yes. Or they just literally walked on the ships. Yes. So in 1879, government truce was going to be short-lived after the egg company turned their attention to sea lions and seals. Oh, okay. They're going bigger. Egg Company constantly refused to follow government regulations and rules, and their new product affected the lighthouse. They were making oil of the marine animals, which involved boiling the blubber and leaving rotten carcasses all around the island. Not just trying to dig it from the ground and going straight to a source. Yes. And the smoke from the animals blocked the light of the lighthouse and led to many shipwrecks. Wow. These guys are worse. So I guess they're not really the Egg Company anymore. They're more the oil and... Ship Graveyard Company. Yes. They're causing all sorts of destruction. Oh, jeez. All right. So not only was the lighthouse keep... Not only were the lighthouse keepers unhappy, but the egg company was unhappy with the certain regulations and began to become confrontational. First, they wanted the foghorn on the lighthouse taken off. The horn had to be on the house, though, um, but they didn't like it because it, they believed it was scaring off the birds. But you need the foghorn to let ships know that there's an island there so they don't crash. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of need to, would you rather miss a bird or a whole or boat more, crash yeah. on your island and have no more birds? Not a, not a real, not a real complicated yeah. uh, decision there. Uh, second, the egg company said that keepers <coughs> were prohibited to collect eggs for personal gain, <coughs> meaning the keepers were not allowed to eat the eggs, which were the primary food source. 
Then tensions grew real hot after an assistant keeper was attacked, it, attacked for collecting eggs. On May 23, 1881, the U.S. military forcibly removed the Pacific Egg Company from the Farallon Islands. Forcibly. Forcibly. So they came wow. in there with the Army and were like, yeah, you guys are done. The conflicts on the islands lasted over 30 years and were now finally finished. This, however, was not good for the island as now the keepers and private fishermen could come on during the mating season and collect as many eggs as they wanted to. Eventually, new egg companies started producing the mer and um, the, the bird eggs, the demand for them dropped. Um, the bird population also had dropped from 400,000 to 60,000. Oh, jeez, that is a, That's a huge lot. drop. Mm -hmm. Economists and business analysts claim that eventually the sheer greed of the egg company, fishermen, and keepers killed the business from the inside out. So today, the islands are protected and have become a bird sanctuary. And scientists say that since the end of the egg war, the population of merbirds have only just now reached a quarter of what they were pre-gold rush. So that is how many eggs they took out of circulation. Ooh. Is that now, so we're talking 130 years, 40, almost 150 years later, they're now just reaching a quarter of the population where they were. That's, ooh, I mean, that's, a, that's a lot of... Ecological destruction. Yeah, at least the islands starting to come back. I mean, that's a, good a little sign. bit, a little bit, a little I mean, bit. Of time. Sanctuary helps a little bit too, but there's only so much you can do after you see those the whole videos of the bird killed. sanctuaries and just millions of birds. And yeah. Oof. All right. So that is the story of the egg war. Thank you for joining us, and uh, tune back next week. Thank you for tuning in to History Class After Hours, the show where we talk about the things your history teachers didn't have time to teach you. If you wanted to stay updated on upcoming events for the History Club, please visit www.starsmillhistoryc.wixsite.com forward slash 2020. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and subscribe to our channel on iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Be on the lookout for new episodes, and we'll be posting every week. Until next time, stay curious.